Yes, welcome to another episode of the Senate Update. I am your host, Lab Monkey, and today uh, we have a bit of a special arrangement. <clears throat> I will be doing a solo episode. Um, this will primarily be around the topic of how to get the most out of your SWOGO experience. And I realize that's a very broad topic. And so let me sort of uh, narrow it down just a little bit. Uh, and then maybe you can see where I'm coming from and why this might be worth listening to. So I'd like to start off by talking about the kind of game that this is, how CG has set it up, and how you might define being successful in this game, uh, having that, uh, that knowledge. So, uh, to start off, we have to recognize that this game that CG has created is a gacha game. And gacha game, that's G-A-C-H-A. And uh, gacha games are fairly common in the mobile gaming industry. They have the potential to be very lucrative, as the Star Wars game, uh, this particular Star Wars game is. And uh, the reason is because they are able to capitalize on a very fundamental human emotion. <coughs> and that emotion is frustration. Now, uh, you might be thinking to yourself, well, I mean, I, why would I want to play a game that frustrates me? Um, that doesn't make any sense. And you're right to an extent. Now, this is where the Star Wars IP comes in. Uh, I think that the vast majority of you uh, who are listening and who are playing this game are doing so primarily because you love the Star Wars IP for whatever reason. Um, and I, I do as well. It's what got me into this game in the first place. And it's probably, uh, along with the great community, it is probably the reason why I am still playing today. Uh, now, the frustration model um, that CG has implemented, uh, it revolves around the slow accumulation of resource. Uh, typically, gates are either shards for characters and or the gear that you need to power them up. And of course, there are other tertiary things like credits, crystals, uh, different types of tokens, those also accumulate slowly and uh, are another source of frustration when you don't have enough to do the specific thing that you want. Uh, now, I believe that it's crucial, whether you are a casual player who just likes to collect the characters, whether you are an intermediate, kind of like a casual, competitive, hybrid type player, or if you're a hardcore player, and it doesn't really matter either whether you spend zero money or lots of money on this game. It is imperative that you understand CG's business model so that you can do your best to counteract it. Um, now, what do I mean by that? Well, uh, the aforementioned frustration, uh, the, the inability to have everything that you want at the time that you want it is how CG makes money because what they do, as I'm sure most of you are aware, is they offer uh, an ability to bypass that said frustration with money. Uh, now, some of the money that you can use is in-game currency, which is 
also available for real money. And then sometimes you can just buy packs straight away, uh, which are available with whatever currency uh, your country uses. Uh, and of course, uh, CG being a profit-driven company, uh, they will want to maximize your frustration and maximize the amount of opportunities for you to lessen that frustration by pulling out your wallet. Uh, and they can do this all the way up as long as they don't push you past the brink of quitting the game entirely. Uh, they can push you all the way up to that limit and it will be profitable to them. So let's talk about what you can do as a player to limit your risk of overspending if you are a spender and also to maximize the amount of enjoyment that you get out of the game uh, considering it is a game that is centered around frustration. So tip number one, this game is a marathon. It is not a sprint. The sooner you realize this fact, the better off your gaming experience is going to be. Now, uh, there are a lot of artificial time gates that are introduced in this game. Uh, before the journey guide, uh, a lot of the events would only come around maybe every three months or so. And there was pressure to have everything ready so that you would be able to get the newest, shiniest legendary when that event dropped or when the event dropped the second time around if you were free to play. Uh, the other thing is that there are so many different legendaries and, and strong characters that you can chase, especially coming into the early game, that it is impossible to get everything that you want when you want it. So you have to make decisions. You have to make choices. You have to choose which ones you're going for first, which ones you're going to leave behind. Uh, and players who cannot make this choice and stick with it are more likely to end up pulling out their wallets and spending money that they didn't intend to spend when a character comes around that they were not prepared for and they want anyways. Um, so the sooner you realize that it's a marathon, not a sprint, the better off you're going to be. Uh, I personally have my account just crested 3 million GP and I've been playing about a year and a half now. And I can tell you there are still lots of different very powerful teams that I am nowhere near completing because it's just simply impossible without spending hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, to, to get everything on a, a small time frame. It's just impossible. So just accept that fact. Choose the characters that are most important to you, whether they're the most meta characters, whether they're your favorite characters, it doesn't really matter. Just find the ones that are most important to you and work towards those first and realize that even those are still going to take a couple of months to get to at the earliest. So the second point that I'd like to make is that it goes hand in hand with the first point. You want to look at your progress on a monthly or longer time frame. You must not look at your progress on a daily time frame. It will frustrate you. Um, I'm sure that any, any of the players who are, have played for any reasonable length of time will tell you this, uh, but this especially for the newer players. If you are continuously measuring the progress that you're making on characters and or teams every couple of hours or every, even every couple of days, you are going to get frustrated. 
CG has intentionally implemented very long periods of resources uh, that are required to fully power up one character and one team so that you cannot reasonably expect to fully upgrade them in a small time window. And even on a month time scale, it's not reasonable to expect to have an entire team built from the ground up. Um, it's just not. Uh, 330 character shards take a long time to farm without pulling out your wallet. And going from gear 1 to relic 7 also takes an incredibly long amount of time. And it's just, it's not, it's not feasible to expect to see progress on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, this is the same sort of reasoning why so many people fail on their diet and exercise routines. A, because it's hard. Um, it's changing habits, um, which are very difficult to change. But B, because you don't tend to see progress on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, you're much better off measuring your progress on a weekly and or monthly basis because small changes uh, are difficult to, to notice on a day time frame, but they do accumulate and they are fairly large on the monthly time scale. And that points directly to my next point that I would like to make is that small efficiencies add up. Now, again, this particular set of advice is pointed towards all the different spectrum of players, whether you're casual or hardcore. Uh, and admittedly, this is more important for the hardcore player than the casual player. However, even the casual players will enjoy seeing their progress, uh, both in characters and gear, go as fast as possible if they maximize the efficiency of uh, their daily and weekly tasks. Now, what I mean by that is um, you want to make sure that you're purchasing the gear out of the correct store uh, because some gear is vastly more expensive in one store than it is in the other store. Uh, you want to make sure that you are farming character shards from the correct place. Some some characters have multiple places where you can farm and or buy their shards, and you want to make sure that you're uh, being efficient when doing so. Um, and of course, uh, for hardcore players, players, this is absolutely true, uh, because in order to keep up with the best, you have to be one of the best. And those small efficiencies must add up for you. You must continue to do everything on an efficient uh, time, time scale rather than a more immediate, um, a more immediate and, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, well, a, a timescale where you are meeting your immediate needs rather than the ones in the future. Um, and that dovetails into the next point that I would like to make. Uh, you want to look at your most important incomes and protect them at all costs uh, and or work towards them at all costs if you're not there already. These are some of the most important efficiencies to make sure that you are um, uh, keeping up with. So uh, the two that I've identified in this game are your crystal income and uh, 
new to the game, I would say your assault battle and raid income are the other two things to to keep uh, in the back of your mind. Uh, now, why is this? So, crystal um, income is fairly obvious. If you're not getting as high of a spot in both of your arenas as possible, then you are losing out on daily crystals. And those crystals can obviously be made to use for hundreds of different things, but most importantly, they go towards progress of your account. So if you're not getting the maximum number of crystals that, you're, that is possible, then you have something to work towards. Uh, assault battles are becoming fairly frequent, and the rewards are actually quite good if you can make it up to at least challenge tier 1. Uh, quite a few finisher pieces, got Zeta mats, and uh, some of the uh, Kyrotex. Uh, those are very valuable in pushing your account uh, onward and upward. And you don't want to be missing out on those if you can help it. So I do recommend that you build teams that are capable of at least beating the challenge tier one as quickly as possible. That way you continue to get those rewards on a monthly basis. And raids is fairly obvious as well. Not only do you want the loot that's associated from the raids, but those guild tokens are essential towards uh, buying the gear that you need to push your character's gear levels. So even if you're not able to uh, participate in the raid due to uh, real-life time conflicts, I highly recommend that you make it a point to at least join the raids. Um, and if your guild is not doing 24-hour join periods, then uh, they, you should probably have a talk to them and uh, ask them if that is possible, because those are invaluable for players who cannot actually participate in the actual raid itself at the time. You'll at least continue to get uh, the rewards that are associated with the lower tiers. Um, the other piece of advice that I'd like to give out, um, after you've uh, maximized your small efficiencies, and, and those things do add up, especially on a monthly to yearly time frame, you need to have a plan, a farming plan, and you need to plan months out. And the reason why you need to do this is, well, it's twofold. The first reason is because when you have a plan, you can focus in on that plan and you can hone in and become more efficient in acquiring resources for that particular plan than you would be otherwise. Uh, what do I mean by this? Uh, for instance, if your plan is to seven star the Separatist droids and relic General Grievous, um, all of a sudden you have something specific to work towards. You can look at General Grievous and his droids. You can look at their full gear lists. You can see exactly which pieces of gear you need to be buying out of the guild store and other stores. You can see which shards you need to, per to uh, farm or purchase. Uh, in the case of B1, you have to get all the way to the last floor of the fleet table to farm his node. Um, basically, you'll, you'll have a plan in mind, and that will allow you to sort of push away all the other distractions, uh, whether they be new characters or different game modes, and you can focus in on doing whatever you need to do to level up that particular team as quickly as possible. Uh, the other thing that this does is, I just alluded to it, it allows you to block out the noise. Now CG's model 
is based on frustration. And there are a few things that are more frustrating than having them drop a shiny new character or tune or something else in the middle of while you are farming for your specific, you know, your other character or your other team. Because then you're faced with a choice. Well, do I drop what I'm doing halfway through? Or do I move on to this, uh, or do I stay the course and miss out on this new and shiny thing for the time being? Now, if you go on Reddit at all, you will see uh, this advice over and over. Start the farm, finish the farm. And I completely, 100% agree. Half-made teams are very little value in this game. Fully-made teams are extremely valuable. If you spend, say, a month, and you are halfway prepared on your Separatist droids, and then you drop them for a different farm, you have wasted a month. Not completely, but you'll be a, about a month behind your peers who started their farms and finished their farms. They will have a full team and you will have a, two half teams. And the two half teams are not nearly as important or as useful as the full team. So I highly, highly recommend that not only you plan out your farms months in advance so that you know what you're aiming for, but once you start your plan, Finish your plan. Now, this mostly concludes the subpoints that I wanted to talk about tonight. Uh, there is one additional point that I'd like to make before I wrap it up, and that is that mods are extremely important, no matter what kind of player you are. And I know you've heard me in other episodes talk about mods, and mods are the boring part, and Mods are the stupid RNG part, and, and why would you waste your time sifting through hundreds of mods when you can just slap some on and play the game, and it would be a lot more fun, right? Uh, for some of you, that may be true. But for any of you who find uh, comfort and excitement and enjoyment in winning and beating opponents... And generally, helping your guild to be better and stronger and leveling up faster, then you need to spend at least some time on mods. And this is why. Uh, because mods are the only thing that differentiates anybody's account in this game, truly. And what I mean is that all of the different characters in this game, with very few exceptions, are available to any player if they so choose. I would, I would probably put Kiati Mundi and, to a lesser extent, Wat Tambor. Those characters are a little bit gated uh, because they require guild cooperation. Um, and not all of you will be in guilds that are able to unlock those characters in a reasonable time frame. But other than those two characters, if you see a character that you want to get, you can put in a plan in motion and you can get that character in a fairly reasonable amount of time. And other people can do the same thing. And the exact same characters are available to, the, to everybody in the game. So you can have a, a Relic 7 Malak. I can have a Relic 7 Malak. You can have a Relic 3 Resistant Pilot. I can have a Relic 3 Resistant Pilot. It doesn't matter. They're exact carbon copies of each other. The only differentiator is the mods. And mods decide whether you win or lose a lot of times, especially in certain metas where speed is highly important. Since it is a turn order-based game, speed is always going to be important. It's, it's never gonna go away. You need mods with speed on them. Now, 
not all of you will have the resources to completely uh, go crazy on mod refreshes, and that's okay. The hardcore players are definitely going to want to use those refreshes, but if you don't have the crystals, you don't have the crystals. It's okay. But everybody gets uh, the energy regen, and everybody can put time and effort into understanding which mods are worth slicing and leveling up and which mods are not worth slicing and leveling up. The last point about mods that I'd like to make is that you should consider mods as removable gear that you can put on any character that you want. So unlike regular gear pieces where once you place them on a character, they're stuck for the rest of eternity, mods you can put on any character with, you know, the exception of G12 and above uh, required for the six E mods. But generally speaking, if you have a really fast character and you decide, you know what, I'm tired of this team. I'm going to go and play with this other team, but I want this other team to be as good as my first team that I was using. Well, you just strip the mods off of them and then you put them on the other team and there you go. Um, so mods outlast metas. They outlast everything in this game. Nothing in this game is untouched by mods at some level. And so I recommend put some time and effort into them uh, if winning is at all important to you. So that pretty much concludes uh, this episode. Uh, I hope it wasn't too uh, tedious or boring. I hope it was helpful to at least some of you um, when thinking about the philosophy of this game, uh, kind of the way that you can be successful at a high end, um, not, not specific with you know, strategy and tactics and Grand Arena or Territory Wars or anything like that, but just at a high level, everybody um, at any point in the game and at any level of competition if you take these points to heart, I guarantee that you will have a better experience and you will have better results. So just to recap, remember, uh, this game is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Um, you want to look at progress on a monthly and longer timescale. Remember that small efficiencies will add up to big ones. Remember to protect your crystal, raid, and assault battle income at all costs. Remember to plan your farms months out and stick to them. And most importantly, mods. Thank you so much for listening.